everybody should definitely come to Baltimore. We had to find a different way to put our passion to work. If you love your job and love what you do, every day goes on as you want it. I think how we look at art can be world-changing. All of these businesses are taking precautions to make sure that everyone is safe. We're ready. Masks, distancing, and frequent cleaning are just the beginning. Learn more at Baltimore.org. Imagine, if you will, a place where the macabre and humor flow amicably. A place where UFOs land and monsters are real. A place where you say to yourself, I want to believe. Welcome to the I Want to Believe podcast. I'm Nomar Slavik. I'm Kyle Sawyer. And today, we've got a little-known cryptid to discuss. But first, a quick reminder that all of our I Want to Believe social media and email are now in the show notes. And you can watch me and Bill Brock's documentary, Abducted New England, on Amazon Prime right now. Also, my book, The Warly Encounters, is available wherever books are sold. And you can PayPal me directly for a signed copy. Links for everything are in the show notes. So... Let's get talking about the Crosswick Monster. Crosswick, Ohio, a small unincorporated community in Warren County that isn't really known for much. Its current population isn't recorded, and only one road passes through it. But for everything this small community doesn't have, it makes up for with one thing, its recorded monster attack. Crosswick, Ohio is a small village not far from the town of Waynesville, Ohio. It was once a paper mill town, and according to research, a planned development never quite took off. Incredibly, high school freshman Isabella Warner, who writes for the Times-Gazette of Ohio, wrote, Its sole claim to fame is a mystery that has captured imaginations for more than a hundred years. That's cool, man. A high school freshman getting started early? That's really cool. Uh, but yeah, man. Back in 1882, there were several people who encountered something similar to the Lizard Man of Bishopville. That uh, skateboard swamp lizard man, if you remember. We discussed him in S2E6. They described encountering a huge, angry, bipedal lizard. Warner wrote, That May, Ed and Joe Lynch were fishing on a small creek on the south side of the village when they heard a stirring in the reeds of the bank. Upon closer inspection, the boys found the source of the noise to be a 30-foot-long black-and-white snake with legs and yellow spots. Jesus, dude, hmm. that's, that's quite the description. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Hmm. Ed and Joe were startled by what they saw and ran from the area. When they looked back, the creature was following them. Warner continued, Poor Joe didn't get far when the animal lashed out and grabbed him, dragging him about a hundred yards into the large, hollow sycamore tree 26 feet in diameter with a gaping hole on one of its oh sides. My God. Luckily, the boy's screaming was heard by three men, the Reverend Jacob Horn, George Peterson, and Alan Jordan, who came to Joe's rescue. The creature, which some described at the time as a salamander, was still holding the boy when it heard the shouts and saw the quickly advancing men. It dropped Joe from its clutches and fled. The animal slithered into the tree and the men turned their attention to the badly injured Joe. Dang, man. Christopher Davis, he was the boy that was attacked in the Bishopville story. He got off easy compared to Joe. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's crazy. So anyways, the men who came to Joe's aid got a doctor for the boy. Once he was being cared for, the men decided that they were going to get a group together and go after the beast. Warner wrote... The three men gathered a posse to find and destroy the lizard monster. A group of 60 men from Crosswick was assembled and armed with clubs, dogs, and anything they could get their hands on. Together, they marched to the old sycamore, armed and ready to defend Crosswick from the huge salamander creature. When they arrived, they began hacking the tree open with a hatchet. Out of the dying tree sprung a reptilian beast which slithered away, leading the mob of farmers on a chase through the hills dude this story is crazy i'm not quite sure what to make of it right now yeah same here and check this out though just as soon as it began it was pretty much over warner wrote quote the group followed the salamander to what they assumed was its home a large pile of rocks where it disappeared in a hole never to be seen again that's abrupt but if this is true it's a good thing for their town <laughs> yeah i suppose so i don't want some crazy giant lizard running around yeah 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 but the town much like other small towns who report strange encounters with odd creatures hadn't heard the last of the crosswick monster warner even said that the creature was its sole claim to fame so the cincinnati inquirer wrote an article about the encounter a week or so later quote joe survived and ed received medical attention he needed suffering some minor cuts and bruises a dr lukens told the paper that quote the boy was in severe shock and had some spasms and convulsions which is to be expected when a 30-foot reptile drags you away to its lair that's quite a statement for a doctor to make, right? Yeah, that's pretty pretty weird. Yeah, like they're all they're 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 pretty quick to believe everything. And I mean, I guess when those guys went chasing after Joe, I guess they saw him in its clutches. Right. You know? Yeah, so Warner reported that Ed left the state because of the incident. She wrote, He later left the state because of the constant inquiries about his experiences. What I like about this report and Warner is that a hoax doesn't seem likely here, unlike the Fort Worth monster incident where a lot of people claim to be hoaxers. Warner wrote, For starters, there are many names of prominent figures in the community, people who were trusted and in high positions. The doctor, Elsie Lukens, was a reliable professional, and the Reverend Jacob Horn was a a member of the church, a huge part of Crosswick during that time period. George Peterson and Alan Jordan were respected members of the community. There was also a group of 60 men, and although we don't know the individual identities of each one, such a bold claim in a newspaper viewed by so many had to be accurate, or it would receive backlash and accusations that would tarnish its reputation. I think that last part about the paper receiving backlash and accusations, that's a bit of an assumption there, but listing all those people who believe all these reliable professional people who believe something crazy like this happened, you know, that holds a lot more weight for me. Mm. But as you probably remember during my research and writing of this story, you checked out how far away Crosswick is from Loveland, Ohio. And for listeners who are unfamiliar with Loveland back in 1955, there are reports of the Loveland Frogman, which was a large bipedal frog-like creature seen by residents of the town. Turns out Loveland is only 25 miles from Crosswick. Could the Loveland Frog be descendant of the creature seen in Crosswick? I never know. Could hmm. be kind of a strange coincidence for 
two things like that to be happening around the same area. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. But this last part is pretty great. Warner wrote, This September, I took a trip to Crosswick to see in person the location where the creature was spotted. The day I visited, the sun was setting and the residents of Waynesville were busy hosting the annual Sauerkraut Festival. The creek running through Crosswick was easy to spot. I searched for the notorious tree stump, but most of the land there was privately owned, and it's unlikely that it's still standing after more than 100 years. I found several deep spots in the stream, a place where fishing may have been possible for the boys. I didn't encounter any giant salamanders, but seeing the eerie, densely wooded area in the town of Crosswick, I can imagine the terror Ed and Joe felt facing the strange beast that spring day in 1882. Well said, Warner. <laughs> so what do you make of all this? Do you think there's some truth to this creature? I mean, it's certainly possible that there's something. Yeah, and, and this is a, a, a very like little-known story. It, it hasn't gone down in, in history, if you will, like Fort Worth or like the Bishopville Lizard or even the, the Loveland Frogman, you know, like <laughs> it, it really hasn't come down, gone down in history like that. However, I do like that Warner said that this was this town's claim to fame, you know, so <sighs> again, with those reliable people, but with it being such a long time ago, it's it's really tough to know what they saw. There's really no huge lizards or anything like that in that area or anything yeah, like that. I, and, <laughs> but like the description of it being like a snake with legs and being as big as they were talking about, like it's not like a m- misidentification of something. It really doesn't seem <laughs> like that. And we, re- we, we hear about these lizard man sightings, but they're rarely ever described as salamander. That gives you a completely different feel, in right. my opinion. You know, slithering on the ground and things like that. It describes it as having legs, mm-hmm. but, you know, was it upright? Was it mostly on the ground? But at the same time, it's it's grabbing things and, you know, lives in this tree. Like, it's all very lore-esque. Yeah, very much. But don't know what to make of it, but we always leave it up for you guys to decide. That's all I got on the Crosswick Monster. You got anything you want to add? No, I think we're good. Until next time? Until next time. All right. I called your mustache musty. I don't like that. Don't like that one bit. I don't like that at all. I think this is the next longest one or the longest one. Damn it. Yeah, 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 yo. Okay. Testing, testing. One, two, one, two. Uh, Messing up. Started breaking up. Son of a bitch. And nailed it. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm a cover girl. I'm a cover girl. I'm a cover girl too, because I use CoverGirl Simply Ageless Liquid Foundation, America's number one anti-aging foundation brand. Simply Ageless is skincare and makeup in one. It instantly reduces the look of wrinkles and even skin tone. With hyaluronic complex and vitamin C for plump skin and a healthy youthful glow. So be a cover girl like me. And me. And get better skin at any age. Try Simply Ageless Liquid Foundation from easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl. Find a moment of calm at Classical WETA 90.9 FM. Available to stream now at classicalweta.org or on the Classical WETA app.